0: This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Welcome to Entrepreneur Series Season Two. The theme of this season is let's get down to the root. This series provides basic knowledge business owners or aspiring business owners need to know to be able to run a successful business. This season will touch on topics or related issues almost every entrepreneur faces on a personal level and professional level. Expect guests that are expertise on their individual field coming to this show to share some of their wisdom in regard to the topic. If you are interested in advertising your product or services, email us at venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Without further ado, here's your host, Connie. Hello,
1: everyone. Welcome to Venture with Connie podcast. I'm your host Connie. Welcome to another episode of Entrepreneur series. For the new listeners, welcome. I hope you check out other episode and please do come back next time. We do release new episode every Tuesdays at three, at 3 p.m. Central time. And for the OGs, thank you so much for your continuous support. I love you guys and um everyone that's listening. I genuinely genuinely love you and appreciate your support so far okay guys i want to take this opportunity to um talk about what's going on in texas um for my for those that are listening because i have a huge number of people that are living in texas that are listening to this podcast and me myself to live there and this past week Texans experienced a winter storm. A lot of people, um, experienced damage in their home, and a lot of people were, were out of power for a day, two, or even more. And my prayers goes out to everyone. Um, uh, for us, we were out of power, but thank God it is restored. And I pray other people's power is also restored. And also here, that some people that have um, their pipe um break or something and they have leak links i mean leakage and um, a lot of people say they have water in their home some people have issues with their roof and um, i'm just sending my prayers um to all of you guys and please do check out the salvation army website and also american red cross on website um they do offer um some resources for you to use i think they also provide food and provision for those that um that needs it so please do check it out and i'm sure there's so many other websites for you to check out that um offer some resources um please guys make sure you take care of yourself and stay safe and everyone that don't live in texas please put texans um texas citizens in your prayers because we need it more than ever um guys thank you so much and i hope you stay warm and safe guys remember we do have women's bible study on mondays at 6 30 p.m bi-weekly on mondays if you're interested please come join us send email ventan with connie com, so you can bring so we can send you the link for you to jump join via zoom Alright guys, without wasting time, the episode for today is quite interesting and I'm I I'm sure you will learn a lot from this episode. Please now grab a drink, relax, and we'll be back right after this. Keep on listening. Okay, our guest today is a financial professional and a member of the Bank On Yourself organization. His organization is all about growing safe, predictable, and guaranteed wealth, regardless of market conditions. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a warm welcome to Sari Ebrahim. Hello, Sari. How are you doing today?
2: Hi, Connie. Good. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, I wanted to ask, because um, I just recently um, learned that um, the COVID is on its second phase right now, and I hope it's not affecting you or your business.
2: So so before I got into, actually before COVID, uh, the reason why I chose this career, uh, the financial services and the insurance career, is because a lot of it, for the most part, is done virtually. It's done also mostly over the phone or over Zoom. Oh. Um, So when COVID happened, um, it didn't really affect my business that much because everything was already virtual to begin with. So I was kind of um, fortunate about that, of course.
1: Wow. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, We're blessed. Um, Because for me, I work from home, so it didn't really affect me either. But I hope my listeners that are listening, I hope you guys are safe wherever you are. And please make sure you're following our um, precautions that your local... Um, state is provided is asking you to follow. Okay. Thank you so much, Sari. Once again, welcome to the show. Um, can you tell us who you are and what you do in a nutshell?
2: Yeah, definitely. So uh, I'm from Chicago, Illinois, um, and I uh, founded a company called Financial Asset Protection. It's a financial services firm. We pretty much help clients grow safe and predictable wealth uh, using a financial strategy that's been around for over a hundred years. Pretty much, we don't um, we don't recommend or, or invest in the stock market or, or handle any volatile investments. We do mostly safe, guaranteed, predictable growth yes. over time, of course, and that's kind of our niche. We've even niched even further into um, small business owners and real estate investors to help them pretty much grow wealth and still be able to use it in the meantime. So that's that's pretty much who we are and, and what we do.
1: Oh, okay. So basically, your company name is Financial Assets. What is it?
2: Yeah, financial asset protection, correct?
1: Protection, okay. And mm-hmm. um, um, in your bio, when I was reading, it says that you are also part of the Bank on Yourself organization, and um, mm-hmm. that actually kind of strike interest to me because um, I was like, Bank on Yourself, that sounds uh-huh. cool. You know, can you um, tell us why you joined this organization, why you're part of this organization?
2: Yeah, definitely. So, so pretty much, I came across this concept uh one day. I was just on Amazon. And I was searching for books about life insurance. Okay. And I pretty much just searched for life insurance. And then I came across this book called The Bank on Yourself Revolution by Pamela Yellen. Yes. And the book pretty much describes the strategy called The Bank on Yourself Strategy and how it can be used as a tool for retirement or as a tool to become your own source of financing. And pretty much as I'm flipping through the chapters and reading this, I'm like, this could apply to everyone, not just people in retirement or looking to retire soon, but pretty much anybody who handles money. You know, which is everybody, right? Yeah. We all handle money. We all, you know, and this could be actually used in a way that, um, in, in basic terms, you have the ability to save money and use it at the same time. That's kind of what the bank on yourself strategy is, and it's kind of a counterintuitive approach because it's using whole life insurance. That's the core of this is whole life insurance um, to build wealth and to use it, and pretty much. In, in, in basic terms on whole life insurance, it pretty much has two functions or two purposes. One is the life insurance part. And the second is the cash value part. The cash value part is like a savings account within the whole life policy. And it grows over time. Um, it earns interest and dividends from the company that it's with. And over time you have the ability to grow wealth. And when you access the money, you're accessing it kind of in, in a way of borrowing against it. So it gives you the opportunity to grow wealth and use it at the same time. So that's kind of what the bank on yourself concept is. There's also an organization that handles this. They you know provide the training material. They kind of monitor this concept. And I'm a part of that organization. That's, that's who I went through to get the credentials of bank on yourself professional. Uh, Because over the years, there were a lot of uh, financial advisors and insurance agents who would just say, you know, this is bank on yourself, or this is infinite banking, for example. And the consumers, the clients had no way of really knowing if that was true or not. So pretty much um, the bank on yourself organization was created to kind of create more uh, regulations within the industry to kind of tighten it up and to have more credentials. So that's kind of uh, the organization that I'm a part of.
1: Oh, wow. That sounds really interesting. When you say the life insurance and cash value, that actually, is the cash value part, because I've never really seen this type of um, one. I always hear about the life insurance, the retirement part, but I never really hear this side of it having a cash value. But uh, I, want, I want us to talk about the application part of it. Um, but first, who can use this policy?
2: Yeah, pretty much this policy can be used by, you know, it's such a law, such a huge range. Anybody mm-hmm. from who's still in college, who maybe have a part-time job, to somebody who is, you know, a professional real estate investor. Um, you know, it's a very, you know, large spectrum of who can use it. Yeah. Uh, and pretty much it could be anywhere from a few hundred dollars a month to, you know, millions of dollars going into the policy. We wow. tend to we tend to the first step we tend to do is we tend to Work with clients and do like the first thing is what well, we want to understand the clients have a basic understanding of this concept. They read the book, The Bank on Yourself Revolution. They read another mm-hmm. book called Becoming Your Own Banker by Nelson Nash. They mm-hmm. kind of are introduced to this bank on yourself concept, also known as the infinite banking concept. Yes. And then pretty much after that, we do a financial analysis where we see where the client is at financially. Mm-hmm. You know, where are they currently? You know, cash flow, income, if they have any current retirement plans, what are they doing for retirement? They have side income or side hustles, things like that. We are kind of, you know, seeing where they're at and where they want to go, of course. And then we apply the bank on your show, yourself strategy to help them connect it like a bridge to help them get to their, their needs and wants.
1: Oh, okay, okay. So when you say college students, I'm guessing it, it, it could be someone that is um, like a, it could, any individual can use it like for your personal use, and also for professional use, like you mentioned, professional real estate. So it actually made me start thinking about, okay, for a couple, or uh, an individual that wants to buy a home now, like their residence home, mm-hmm. first time home buyers, you know, how can they use this policy in their home purchasing process?
2: Yeah, definitely. So it depends on when they started the policy. But in some situations, and a lot of our clients do this, they will um, do this whole life policy, they'll save into it. And then as they're building up the cash value in the policy, they might have enough for the down payment. So let's say, for example, they saved up, you know, up to like $20,000 in the whole life policy, and that's their cash value, Mm -hmm. they could leverage that they could borrow against that and then use it now for the down payment on their home. And they could do it that way. Or if they're kind of buying their home at the same time, they might have to kind of save at the same time, but still be able to, um, you know, pretty much still be able to grow their wealth and use it at the same time. But back to the example of of saving. Now, somebody might ask, why would I save into a whole life policy, build up the cash value, borrow from it, and then use it as a down payment? Why not just skip the whole life policy, save up the, you know, $20,000 and then use that as a down payment? Yes. And the reason why is because uh, when you have cash, for example, let's say you have 20,000, the, the day you trade that cash for uh, a property or a down payment or something else, or you buy something else, you could no longer earn interest on that money anymore. You've traded it for something else.
1: Wow. Now,
2: uh, now when you have the ability to keep earning interest on your money, you can do. you can kind of grow your wealth faster. So instead of, for example, saving up, you know, $20,000 in a savings account and then using it all for a down payment, what you could do is you could save it into a whole life policy, grow it. And then when you want to access that money, you borrow against it at a lower interest rate, use that for the down payment. And then your funds keep growing as if you've never touched it because Mm. technically you're not withdrawing that $20,000, you're borrowing against it. So when you do it that way, your funds keep growing. Now you'll have the cash value in the policy and the down payment on the home taken care of. And then... Mm. Eventually over the years, you you would keep earning interest and dividends in your money uninterrupted over the years, you might have your mortgage paid off and you have all the cash value in the policy growing at the same time. So that's kind of the the reason why somebody would want to even do that, why they would want to fund a whole life policy, borrow against it, and then use for other purposes is the fact that they can keep saving for retirement without locking up their money. You know, a lot of, a lot of uh, conventional or traditional retirement strategies considered like you have to, for example, put away, you know, $500 a month for 30 years and never touch it. For
0: mm-hmm. a lot of
2: people, that's not feasible, especially yes. pre-COVID, post-COVID. A lot of people lost their jobs. There was a lot of financial hardship as a result of COVID. Yes. So just simply putting away $500 a month, you know, in a, in, in a retirement account somewhere that's far away from you is not feasible for people. It's not realistic for a lot of people. And especially if you wanna be able to access it. In typical, in, in most situations when you wanna access the retirement funds, you have to sell or, or liquidate, take money out, withdraw from the principal. There could be tax penalties that way, and you would interrupt the growth of those funds. So what if you could have it both ways? What if you could have it, you know, where you're growing the funds uninterrupted and they're still accessible to buy a home, to, you know, to buy you know, to, for your expenses, to fund a business, for whatever it is that you wanna use it for, a way to do both
1: okay so what i'm let me see if i'm getting this right so like for example if you're in college for someone that is young right now um they can start this policy um start uh, saving um doing this um policy and then by the time they are older they they're got married and ready to buy a home then the money that they have saved up for um to, uh, that they have invested in this policy they can use it for down payment are you still are you says that um that they still be earning interest or something? What did you say? That even though they take the money, they still be earning interest? Is that what you're saying?
2: Yes, correct. So pretty much wow. they would have the whole life policy building up the cash value. Yes. And then when they want to access the money, instead mm-hmm. of withdraw, let's say, for example, they build it up to the point where they have $20,000 in cash value. Yes. Instead of accessing the 20000 and withdrawing that from the balance, they would borrow against it from a different source, from the insurance company's funds, they would borrow from them leveraging their cash value as collateral. So in other words, there is no other collateral needed but the policy itself. And then when they borrow against it, their growth keeps growing. It's like, for example, let's say you have a home and let's say the home is worth $500,000. And let's say you borrow $100,000 from the bank, leveraging your home as collateral. You don't subtract $100,000 from the value of the home. The the home value is still worth $500,000, right? You're simply just borrowing $100,000 from the bank's funds leveraging your property as collateral. And then then your property keeps growing. It's not like your property stops growing because you have an outstanding loan. It keeps inflating. It keeps growing with the standard of living, with the appreciation of homes, and it keeps growing. Same thing with whole life insurance. You have an asset that has cash value Mm -hmm. and it keeps growing over time. It appreciates in value even when you have an outstanding loan. So this gives you the ability of, of more liquidity. It gives you more liquidity in the sense that you can grow wealth and still be able to access it at the same time without interrupting it. So the, the the slope kind of of your savings always increases when you're using one of these strategies. You don't have to save and then spend it all and then save and then spend it all. Yeah. Rather, you could save and then borrow against it and still have the, the slope kind of increase over time without interrupting the growth of it.
1: Wow. Okay. So for someone that is buying a house, we're still talking about that. Um, I'm, I'm sure some people probably wondering this too, but if you borrow against it, would, you, would your lender accept it?
2: Yeah, of course. Um, so it's a good question. So pretty much when, and, and banks love to see cash value life insurance. So for example, if I have 20,000 mm-hmm. and I borrow 20,000 and the lender asks me where I got that $20,000 from, and yeah. I say, I got it from my life insurance policy. They'll okay. accept that. They'll look oh. at that as my personal funds, my personal you know, secured funds that came from my work or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. even though I borrowed against it, um, that's irrelevant when it comes to the loan. They're not going to look at that as if you borrow $20,000 from another lender and you want to use that as collateral or you want to use it as the, your down payment. That mm-hmm. won't be allowed because the bank needs, needs to make sure that your down payment is your money that you're putting into it. Gotcha. In case they need to foreclose, they could take that capital, you know? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the bank's thinking when it comes to down payments. Whereas if you borrow that money from somebody else and then they, the bank needed to foreclose, then the bank, the, fir- the, the first lender you borrow from is somewhat entitled also to that down payment mm-hmm. money. Like now the banks could be fighting over that property during a foreclosure, but not with whole life insurance. If you, for example, default on a whole life policy loan, the, lo- the policy itself is collateral, nothing else. Not your credit, not any of your properties. Um, it's self-collateralized. That's the reason why you could use it as a down payment on a property. Hmm.
1: So um, even if you use it for down payment, can you still use it to pay off your mortgage?
2: Yeah, of course. Yeah, you could use it as like your escrow account, where for example, um, you're paying your mortgage, your property taxes, and your homeowner's insurance. So mm-hmm. if you have enough cash value in there, what you could do is you could once a year, sorry, you could once a year borrow. Um, Uh, for the annual mortgage payment plus the property tax payment plus Mm -hmm. the homeowner's insurance and then pay that all off and then every month just pay yourself back into the policy giving you giving you the opportunity to recoup more interest in your policy instead of paying it out to um, instead of paying it out to another lender you could kind of recoup in-house recoup that interest you would otherwise pay out
1: Oh, wow. Okay. This is sounding really interesting, but I know we haven't, I want us to talk a little bit about the, um, the savings, like for mm-hmm. retirement, because there also is a life insurance too. So for someone interested in that, like how do, how does that work with the life insurance?
2: Yeah. Let's say somebody, for example, is 35 years old. Mm-hmm. And they want to retire by the time they're 65, for example. So they want to fund a policy for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Let's say they put in um, $1,000 a month for 30 years. At, at age 65, the policy would kind of, as far as premium payments end, meaning no more premiums would be needed after 30 years. But then something interesting happens. And that is the policy now will pay the client back, like a pension or like other retirement accounts where they set it up for you know, to pay in for 30 years, and after 30 years, now instead of putting in a thousand dollars a month, they could get back you know three thousand five hundred dollars a month, or even four thousand dollars a month for the next 30 years. You know, assuming they live to age 95, mm. in income. And if something happens through, if something happens to them throughout that time period, they'll still have the life insurance. Now, what makes this different from other retirement accounts like a 401k or an IRA or other places where you would pretty much put in a monthly premium or a monthly payment and then take it out later on is number one the taxes. Mm-hmm. So when you're when you are funding a whole life policy under current tax law, you're using after tax dollars. So you're you're paying tax on that money, depositing into the whole life policy, it's going to grow tax deferred. And then when you take that money out, you're going to take it out tax free because you've already used you've already paid taxes on it. And under current tax law, that's how the policies are taxed. So that's one huge advantage of the taxes. The second is market volatility or risk. When you are saving into these whole life policies, you're not investing in the stock market. You're not investing in a volatile investment. You're 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 actually it's not an investment. You're actually saving money into a, a whole life insurance company, and that whole life insurance company has been in business for over a hundred years. They've been paying out death benefits, cash values, claims, loans, all these things for over a hundred years, even during the Great Depression, even during. You know the 2000 market crash, the 2008 market crash. Uh, even during COVID, they've they've always had a positive track record of, track record of paying out interest, dividends, death benefits. In other words, they're they're uninterrupted. They're they're not affected by market conditions. And that's what you want. You want to place your money somewhere that is not hindered or affected by market conditions. You don't want to. It's like going into business with a partner. You don't want to go into business business with somebody who is you know. Uh, who has lost a lot of money or as a, as a big risk taker, you want to go into business with somebody who is safe and conservative, especially when it's in relation to your retirement. Yes.
1: Um, and
2: then, and then also of course liquidity too. So as you're saving into this policy, let's say you're 35 years old, you're putting in a thousand dollars a month, as you're saving into it, if you need to access that money, you could, you don't have to wait until age 65, whatever your cash value is, you could borrow against it, use that in the meantime, and then pay yourself back without interrupting your retirement plans
1: that's one thing i love about this um policy that i love the flexibility that it comes mm-hmm. with. you know and a lot of um, life insurance you know some of them you have to wait till you die before you get it or some <laughs> if you have to take it like like 401k or stuff like that you have to get taxed because i have tried um taking 401k Oh my gosh, when it was tax time, I regretted doing that. So um, I love that it gives you that freedom to still take, even when you retire, you still get paid and, you know, as a pension. And also when mm-hmm. you um, passed away too, it can also be used for other stuff too. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I, I love about it. And, um, and I hope people are actually um, uh, thinking about this and considering this because this sounds like a great um, policy, a great way to save save your money and um, protect your future as well, too. So um, I want us to kind of take a, a, a take time to address some of the myths and mis- misconceptions surrounding, you know, life in- insurance in general. Because so some of us are Thomas that be thinking, oh, my God, doubting everything. So for someone who is single thinking, I don't need coverage because I'm single and I don't have dependents. How mm-hmm. do you address such um, statement?
2: Yeah, because the whole life policy has two aspects. It has the cash value aspect and the life insurance aspect. If somebody is not really concerned about the life insurance, which most people are not concerned about the, they're not concerned about the life insurance part until they're older in age. And then, you know, yes. they might have married, have kids, you know, and I agree with them. If somebody is still single, they're young, you know, I, I myself, I'm also not considering that too, but everybody has, everybody deals with money, right? We all deal with currency. We all deal with cash. And, and I think that's the part that we should focus on is that you're earning income right now
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you also have expenses. What if there's a way where before you you spend your money, you have a way to save it first and then still access it to be able to use to pay your bills? In other words, it's almost like you have like a, like a, a funnel where if money goes into it and then it comes on the other side, you have the ability to hold on to it first, mm-hmm. earn interest on it first before spending it. Or before losing it this way you have number one you'll be able to save more of your money and number two you'll be able to grow more well if you have the ability to hang on to it first before spending it one of my favorite things is um the example of like walmart or like costco you know or sam's club these huge stores and a lot of stores too, do this too but just kind of just some examples is that when you go to walmart and you see all the items on a shelf right and um you know when, when you when you buy these products those are different companies right it's a third-party vendor yes. now what happens is walmart buys these products on credit they're not paying cash for these they're buying them on credit and then what happens is Walmart pays it back, pays the, the vendors back on their own time and they keep a, the difference, of course, the profit, yes. but they're not, but they're, they're paying it back on their own terms, meaning that it could wait, they can wait a year or even longer than that in some situations to pay the vendors, but the vendors really want to be in Walmart. So they're willing to take that risk and accept waiting a year to get their money. Mm-hmm. But during that time period, Walmart and all these large corporations, they have billions of dollars in whole life insurance and other places that are earning them compound interest. And then they park the money there in the meantime, earn interest on that money. And then when it comes time to pay, they borrow, take out a loan, pay the the vendors, and then refill that loan now with new sales. And they keep doing this over and over again. So now these large corporations are making more money off compound interest than they are off the product sales and everything else. And I think these, you don't have to be a multi-billion dollar company to apply these strategies. Even if you're a full-time employee, even if you're a small business owner, you're going to apply these strategies, meaning that I'm going to take in a dollar and I'm going to wait as long as possible to pay another expense. If you can, of course, if you have the opportunity to do so. Um, You could park it then in the whole life policy borrow against it use that to pay your expenses. So this way you're earning interest on your money. Now you're thinking like a bank, you're doing what banks do what large corporations do, and you have the ability now to earn interest on money, even if it's temporarily yours, you can still earn interest on in the meantime. And this is what I want a lot of people to understand and to find out about is how they can kind of retain more money throughout their years.
1: Yes, that is so true. I always hear this quote. I don't know who actually originated it. It says, if you want to be successful, you have to start thinking like one, you know, so that's how you can get there. You can't expect it to happen automatically or expect Mm -hmm. when you are now big then you will start applying it. You start from the beginning. So um, thank you so much. Um, I just I know we have touched on this, what I'm about to ask uh, already while on our conversation, but I just wanted to narrow it down. So for those that mm-hmm. miss it, they will get it this time. So what are some benefits of using this bank on yourself policy?
2: Yeah, definitely. So number one, safety. You're saving your money somewhere safe where Mm -hmm. it's guaranteed growth and you'll get your money back plus interest, plus dividends, plus the life insurance part. So eventually you recoup, recoup all these costs. Number two, you're going to have life insurance for your future, even though that might not be a concern right now, it will be a concern in the future. So you don't, you never want to wait until you're 60 years old to get life insurance because Mm -hmm. chances are it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very expensive. So if you can lock in that insurability at a younger age, while still taking advantage of the cash use, that could be a benefit. Also taxes, we don't know what tax rates are gonna be in the future. If we can lock in taxes at a, at a lower rate right now, save it into a place that grows guaranteed, we can get a huge tax advantage that way. And then number four, liquidity. We are able to save money and still access it at the same time and use it for different purposes. So it's not either or. It's not either whole life insurance or we're going to invest in a business. Rather, we could do both. We can save it into the whole life and then borrow from that and then invest in a business or anywhere else we want to invest in while still having the flexibility. So it's kind of the four advantages of using um, a whole life insurance policy.
1: Wow! Wow, that's good. That's good. Um, I wanted to ask too. Um, does anything influence this? Um, in a negative way? Because I know, like, stock market. You mentioned this earlier, where it has to do with the market. Or mm-hmm. if there's an inflation, it will go down. If there is not, it go up. So in this case, does anything influence it?
2: No, actually, yeah, it's not. It's not subject to market risks. It's not like if something happens in the stock market or the economy, it's going to lift up. You know, the, the cash value of the policy or the growth of it. So that's kind of the good thing about it is that it's it's conservative and it's not affected by market conditions. Now I do want to say that everything we're talking about here does not apply to all whole life insurance companies and all whole life policies. It has to be there has to be a checklist of certain things that you want to know before applying. So number one, you want to make sure that if you have an advisor or somebody that an agent that's working with you, you want to make sure that number one, they understand this concept. Either either they're a bank on yourself professional, or they've gone through some sort of credentialing process that allows them to use cash value whole life insurance for bank for self banking purposes. And then number two, you want to make sure and then kind of the checklist under that is you want to make sure number one, it's from a mutual insurance company not a stock-owned insurance company. So a stock-owned insurance company gives their dividends and profits back Mm -hmm. to their shareholders, whereas a mutual insurance company gives their profits and and, and dividends back to the customers or the policy owners. And then number three, so you want to make sure it's mutually owned. And then number three, you want to make sure also there's 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 a special rider that called the paid-up additions rider. The rider is what allows the cash value to grow significantly while also, while also giving you flexibility in the sense of being able to put money in and take money out freely and even the ability to add more money in through the paid-up additions rider. So you need to make sure the company offers the paid-up additions rider. Not every company does. Uh, the number four, there's something called direct recognition versus non-direct recognition. Direct recognition is, do you remember the example we talked about earlier about having $20,000 in a whole life policy and then yes. borrowing debt? Mm-hmm. So pretty much if it's a direct recognition company, when you borrow that money, they won't give you as much dividends and interest on your growth uh, because, of that, uh, because of that outstanding loan. Whereas non-direct recognition, they won't recognize that when giving you interest and dividends on your money. So you want to make sure it's a non-direct recognition. You want to be able to borrow the money, still use it without interrupting the growth of it. So we're talking whole life insurance, mutually owned, paid up additions rider, and non-direct recognition. These are the all qualities must be in place before applying this for self-banking purposes.
1: Hmm. Wow. Wow. This is music to my ears. So um, <laughs> hold on. So will we, you ensure do this checklist that you just mentioned? Once you got it all down, um, for someone interest, interested, because I'm sure a lot of people listening to it now, wondering, oh my gosh, how do I get in? So how can they... Um, how can my listeners get started on
2: this? Yeah. So the first step is you want to become familiar with this. Listen to this podcast a few times, listen to other podcasts that are similar to this other YouTube channels. Uh, there's a lot of content on this. Um, there's a book called becoming your own banker. And if you reach out to us, I'll send you a free copy of the book, becoming your own banker by Nelson Nash. Um, and then after that, we want to do an uh, have an intro call, schedule an intro call with us. We help clients in all 50 States and it's over the phone or over Zoom, whatever you're comfortable with. We'll have an intro call just to see if we're on the same page to see if we're kind of, you know, if this is a good fit. And then after that, we do a financial analysis. It takes about 60 to 90 minutes to do. And it's us just simply asking questions, getting to know your financial situation, getting to know what you wanna do, where you wanna go and how we can help you make that bridge. And then the third call after that is a personalized solution call. That's where we, we present the solution to you, typically over like a Zoom screen share meeting will share screens with you and show you that you know this is a solution. This is how much it will cost per month. And this is what will happen if you apply this. And this is in relation to your specific situation. So it's a specific situation, personalized solution to you. And then after that, of course, we would submit the policy to uh, the insurance company. It would go through medical underwriting. It typically takes about four to six weeks to get approved. After approval, then we can start funding the policy. So you can go throughout this whole process without having to fund the policy until it's approved. So really no risk on your part. And then after it's approved, then you can start funding it. And then we do six month reviews to test out the cash value to see what's happening, what's happening in your life. Is this all is working? Do we need to change anything? We're more of financial coaches than just financial advisors, where we want to kind of cheer you on and make sure you're reaching all your goals that you're committed to that all the goals that you wanted. Mm -hmm. And we help you do that.
1: Wow, that's, that's great. I'm glad you guys are offering the coaching thing too, because there's not a lot of you guys out there, people are just give advice, but they're not mm-hmm. following up. Because sometimes, you know, things happen, we forget, we make mistakes, but this coaching part of it will help people mm-hmm. stay in line, especially on their um financial commitment, like you said, but... Yeah. good stuff good stuff oh my gosh um so i know we have come to the end of this but um um i was not gonna play a game but since we have time i want us to actually breathe and play a game so we can get to know you a little bit more than the mm-hmm. business side of you so i'm just gonna play, play a mm-hmm. short game um it's called um two truths and a lie just tell us three things about you <laughs> and then one of the thing will be a lie and two of the thing will be it will be truths but I have to guess which one is a lie and which one is true
2: okay um, um let's see okay um i've been to um, I've been to three continents hmm. I have my m b a and I speak Portuguese hmm.
1: Three continents that's a lot hmm. okay. Maybe that is true based on the line of business that you do. Maybe that is true. You've been to three continents and um, you definitely do have your MBA and the Portuguese part. I don't think that one is true. How did I do?
2: <laughs> That's good. Yeah. the other point. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I don't speak Portuguese. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> well, I wish, I, wish <laughs> I even know how to speak Portuguese too, but I... Right. Okay, we have come to the end of this. Thank yeah. you so much, Sari, for joining me. And uh, before I let you go, where can my listeners reach you? Where can they get you so they can um, use your services that you offer?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, thank you for having me on. Uh, and listeners can go to finassetprotection.com. It's F-I-N-assetprotection.com. And if you reach out to us, I'll send you a free copy of the book, Becoming Your Own Banker by Nelson Nash. Um, just reach out to us, ask us for the free book. I'll send it to you, no problem. Uh, and I look forward to hearing from you guys.
1: Awesome, guys! You know how we do it. I will have to. I will link his um, website on this podcast, this episode you're listening to. So once you're done, check on the description of the episode so you can get the direct link. And please do reach out to him so you can make sure so um, so you can have your financial um, life in 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 the right path because we need it this year. And a lot, you know, you already know what's happening with the COVID and everything. So you want to make sure you are set for life, for real. So, um, Sarah, before I let you go, do you have any final words for my listeners or anybody um, that might be thinking about, you know, strengthening up their financial life?
2: Yeah, remember to think like a bank, not necessarily just give a bank your money, but think like a bank, think about what they do and try to mimic those strategies. So that way you can get ahead financially in life.
1: Wow. That's a good advice. Guys, you heard him. Make sure you think like a bank. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining joining us today. And thank you, Siri, for coming. Guys, make sure we have a new you. episode um, every Tuesday. Make sure you jo- come listen to us every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central time. Remember, God loves you and I love you too. I'm your host, Connie, signing out.